This podcast is brought to you by Anchor, the fastest and easiest way to make a podcast. But more on that later. For now, let's get right into today's podcast. Hey, before we get to the bullshit, quick reminder, follow us on Instagram at listen to this why you shit. Follow us on Twitter at listen and shit. And if you have the time, go over to our Apple podcast page and give us a rating review. Whether you love the podcast or you hate the podcast, tell us why you hate or love it. Thanks for listening. Let's get to the bullshit. Picking out my fro with my fist comb. I got a tab at the stone, baby, this long. My little brother was having a little trouble. I hope that he doesn't care that it's in this song. Korea town lunch and talking about how to run things. He said Atlanta wanted something. Walker G's in your future got the streets locked down. Copycats making sure tip keep that crown. I'm fucking around with the truth. Went to see the roots. Quest brought me back on stage in a suit. I went hard cause niggas say that I'm soft. Even black thought thought I'm aiming a little hard. I gotta be honest. Feeling like the other stuff is kind of behind us. Making jokes here and there, then got us some dollars. Trying to show the whole world what it is, and it ain't a game. He said, homie, stay the course, ain't shit changed. Weird night, and everybody was tipsy. Hanging out with Questlove, reminiscing about Whitney. He like, man, we can even make it to 50? That reminds me. I sent a long text message to my mom and pop. I got the same speech when I left 30 Rock. My mom like, why you want to leave a good job? My dad like, do your thing, boy, don't stop. Shout out to my nigga Lou, shout out to my nigga Swank. For hanging at the crib and telling me what you think. Speak from your heart and never compromise what you feel is real. And never let these white people tell you how to feel. Never let anybody tell you how to feel. I wanted what they had back in the fourth grade. Family vacays, you know I did it all. Just to see my little sis by a waterfall. Great granddad bought his own freedom. Walked barefoot to Virginia to start his own peanut farm. So don't be alarmed, man. I'm royalty. Jam of the week, V103. No cosign, no bovine. More swag pulled back on the punchlines. Starving, every track means lunchtime. I'm a star, how could I not shine? Fuck boys, chase hype and scrap chicks. Some niggas who stop texting after 1.6. DG lover ain't nothing to fuck with. D money ain't nothing to fuck with. And what's a leader if he isn't reluctant? Too bad for y'all, I'm blasting off, I'm not Asher Roth. I don't sleep on my bread, dick right, stay close, I might flash a ball. Sometimes all the shit make a nigga feel guilty. I used to sleep with them roaches, back on my mind, oh. I hope show gets canceled, maybe then I can focus. Hawaii touchdown, go ahead baby, put your shades on. East side, east side to the gravestone, brown look up, but my girl the best eye. We ain't them, nigga, we ain't them. Nigga, we are not them. That is one of my favorite songs of all time. That's, whenever I listen to it, I get super nostalgic. That is We Ain't Them off Charlie Gambino's Royalty Mixtape. That mixtape came out, what, 2011, 2012? That shit made me feel so old when I listened to it because it's literally almost been a decade since that shit came out. I was like a kid. Like, I was like... 14, 13, 15 years old listening to that shit. Like, it's been so long since that shit came out. And I still listen to it, and I get goosebumps because the shit he's rapping about is shit that I'm trying to live now. It's like, bro, like, I'm trying to follow my own path. Like, let me do this because I know this shit is going to work. And the only reason this shit works is because of you guys. 
You guys come in here, listen to me speak every week. It's the only reason. But welcome back to another episode of the Listen to This White Shit Podcast, the home of Potty Mouse, the only podcast that encourages you to listen to white shit. The fastest growing podcast in the history of podcasts. Do not Google that because it is a fact, though. Who are you going to believe, nigga, me or Google? Damn, I'm going to get that right now. Be afraid of them, niggas. I'm your host, Dom Sharp. I'm back again with some new content to knock you over the fucking head with. Thank you for coming back again. I appreciate you. I love you. Remember, you are love. Now have a good day at work, sweetie. Mwah. Yeah, man. Like I said at like I said at the at the at the top of the pot, like the only reason this works is because you guys continue to come back and listen to me every week and leave comments on the Instagram and listen to this why you should uh, follow us on uh, Twitter at listen and shit go watch the videos on YouTube at listen to this why you should on YouTube like the only reason this shit works is because you guys continue to support me in every way possible and I feel so grateful like I feel like this little community that I'm building grows every week like every week there's a new follower every week there's another person who's coming to the page and leaving comments on the page and that's because of you guys like I every I see the posts on Instagram and every time I look at who's sending the post, there's always 10, 20 people sending a post. You can either be sending a post to one of your friends or you can be posting on your story. Either way, the fact that you thought to do that is amazing. Like the fact that you were sharing my content with other people is amazing to me. The fact that you want people who you know or people who you follow to know about what I'm talking about. I'm just a 22 year high school dropout with a microphone. The fact that you want these people to know what the fuck I'm saying is amazing to me. And, and it isn't lost on me how, how much it means. So, I want to remind you every week that I am 100% appreciative. And without you, I will literally just be a person talking into a void. But because you decide to lend me your ears for 40 minutes each week, I am given the opportunity to have my opinions listened to. So thank you. And I appreciate you. And I love you. Ah, that's enough of that gay shit, niggas. Like, nah. <laughs> but nah, seriously, let's get into some topics this week. So last week on Twitter, Double XL released a 2020 freshman list, and nobody gave a fuck. Gone are the days of people actually debating whether or not they got the list right. Gone are the days of artists feeling snubbed because they didn't make the list. Gone are the days of people actually caring about the fucking list. At one point, the list decided who's going to be next in hip-hop. Although there were some misses, they got it right a lot of times. People like Kendrick Lamar, Mac Miller, Meek Mill, Big Sean, Nissy Hustle, Little Uzi Vert, Chance the Rapper all caught themselves freshmen at one point or another. So when did the list lose its prestige? Like I said in Nakira's case a little yachty, the last list people cared about was 2016. Not to say there haven't been good lists since then, but the last list that people actually talked about was 2016. So now I ask, how did the list lose its prestige? And I have a few reasons why I think it lost prestige. Number one, once the list is made, every rapper makes their own standalone freestyle along with the cypher with two or three other artists. Now, on list pass, this was perfect because artists pride themselves on the penmanship. Artists cared about who was the better rapper. But Rap Today is based around who can make the better song. Rap Today is based more around melodies. So a freestyle doesn't do anything for these artists. Gone are the days of rappers wanting to bar you to death. The artists today, they want to make a vibe, a song that you can dance to, a song that you can smoke to, not a song that's going to give you 100 bars. So the cypher and the freestyle are useless to these guys. Honestly, I believe it's almost a setup. A lot of these guys don't have the content to keep you entertained with the freestyle with no beat. And to be honest, the beats they use for the cypher are some of the worst beats ever fucking picked in hip-hop. Like Kodak Black said, Who the fuck picked this little sorry-ass beat? These rappers gain absolutely nothing 
from participating in the cypher or freestyle. And that brings me to my second point. These artists don't need the list. In years past, the list was a vehicle for these artists to be seen by millions of people. But today, most of these artists have millions of followers on their Instagram already. Why do you need to play the industry game if the industry has already came to you? Look at Famous Dex for a second. Famous Dex tried to be a freshman for like three straight years. Every single time, he went up to the XXL office, played them new music, and fucking shot one of those pitch videos. And he wasn't picked once. No artist ever will ever have to deal with that embarrassment anymore because most of these guys already have the influence. And besides, Academics is posting anybody with a little bit of buzz on his Instagram. And Academics' Instagram may have less followers than the XXL page, but Academics' page means more in today's hip-hop than XXL. And we've seen more artists turn down a list in recent years. Artists like Juice World, Lil Skies, Rich the Kid, Benny the Butcher, Lil Baby, Sheck West all turned down the list. Most rappers realize the list isn't something they need anymore. The list is an outdated media relic from a different generation that prides themselves on promoting rappers who rap when rappers today don't rap. So how can XXL change the list so that it appeals to the younger generation of hip-hop? I have a few ideas for this. Listen to me. The list should be based entirely on who the fans pick. Right now, only the 12th member of the list is fan-voted. But imagine a world where the whole list, all 12 artists, is picked by the fans. If you want people to care, you have to get people a horse in the race. From what I hear, XXL is already hiring consultants and talking to people who are deeper in the culture about who they think should be on the list. XXL has no idea who's hot and who's not, so why not let the fans pick? The fans already know who the best artists are. Think about this for a second. Imagine a smaller artist gets onto the list because he has a fan base that cares about him so fucking much. A fan base that wants to see him succeed. Imagine the underdog story that you could write. Now the list is something that the rappers care about again. Rappers are posting on the Instagram, go vote for me. Rappers are posting on Twitter, go vote for me. It's not just something that you make every year. It's something the rappers actually want to participate in. If the rappers care about it again, the fans will care about it again. I also think that XXL should completely get rid of the freestyles and ciphers. Like I said before, those ciphers and freestyles do these new rappers no fucking favors. So why does it still exist? Here's my idea. Instead of the freestyle and ciphers, XXL goal should be to make a cool song. To replace the freestyles each rapper will send in their own standalone song the song will be from anywhere between a minute 30 seconds to two minutes the average length of a song nowadays you allow the rapper to pick the beat and the content then double xl should pay somebody to shoot the video the artist's choice of course and then you take that video and you post the video on your youtube page if each artist send in a song then you have 12 original songs you take those 12 original songs and you put it on an album and you put it out for streaming and i think you do the same thing with the ciphers Double XL should become a high school teacher when it's time for a group project. You allow the artists to decide which group they want to be in, and then they make the best song. Double XL pays for the video, their choice, of course, of who wants to shoot it, and then they put that video on their page. This idea encourages the artists to be creative. The artist gets to flex their creativity muscle. So instead of just giving them a platform to rap, you give them a platform to express how good they are at making a song, how good they are at making videos. And then on top of that, I think of the dream collaborations that could come out of this. Because a lot of these artists from Liz, people want to hear songs of them together but they never happen but if you get all these artists in one room you can get the perfect song now you have a moment now instead of the two weeks where we talk about the list this become a year-long thing because that album that you take the album that you make a few of those songs could become hits those songs could become a part of culture so now every time somebody thinks about double xl they think about that hit song that fucking roddy rich and what's his in who little whoever made 
this idea better fits today's artists than their current format none of these artists care about freestyles none of these artists care about rapping these artists care about making good music and cool songs so you should care about making good music and cool songs i know that this could possibly cost a lot of money i understand that this is a dream but if you get the splits right with the label, you can make all your money back. Besides the fact that you're already making money off of the YouTube videos because you put ads on them, you'll get your fucking money back. And if you pay for everything, you pay for the studio time, the beat, the video production. I'm sure the labels will work out something where you can get 80-20 split. The label's gonna want their piece because at the end of the day, there is their, it is their artist. But the label put up no money for it. You should get a way bigger half. I get it. This is a dream. I understand that. But the current way the list works... It's an old format and it's going to die. Double XL has to change the way that they do the list. And if Double XL doesn't change the way the list is done, the list will die. That's just my thought. Like, I thought about that all week and I was like, yo, how could this list become a cool thing? And I was like, what if instead of making freestyles, they just made cool songs? Imagine the music videos that the baby could come up with. The baby could come up with some really fascinating music videos, but instead he had to be in a freestyle with Little Mosey. That's no fun. Know who else was in that freestyle? Megan Thee Stallion. Imagine the video that the baby and Megan Thee Stallion could have came up with. They already had a good song last year. Imagine they had another one. It had a budget to actually shoot a cool music video. Come on, the ideas. You got people on this year's list like uh, Little TJ and Polo G, artists that I believe had songs together already. They already have a chemistry. Imagine them two on a song trying to be the best. It's such a dope idea, and I know XXL won't adopt it because it's old-ass people running the company that's marketed towards young people, so it's not going to happen, but it should fucking happen so drake dropped a new song and music video this week let me just give you my blanket thoughts on this song okay i think this song is mid i think this song is nothing but mid it's just mid-grade it ain't gas it ain't loud it's fucking mid it's nothing exciting about this song people favorite part of this song is when drake goes Baby. And it's only because it's catchy. I'm not gonna, it is catchy. Like I've caught myself saying baby at random times. I have. But that doesn't make it a good song. This song isn't a good single. Like it isn't good single material. I get it's supposed to be a single. Like it has a little dirk on it. Like so it's supposed to be a single. It's supposed to be played on the radio. But it it doesn't make good radio music. Now, granted, I don't know what the radio plays nowadays because I don't listen to the fucking radio. I don't. So I wouldn't know. But listening to this song, I'm like, this doesn't fit in the same criteria of what I do here when I listen to it. I think this song is nothing special, but I do think the video is amazing. I think Drake and his music videos has gotten like a hundred times better. It was a period in time where Drake really didn't do music videos. Like he did them like few and far between. But now recently the last few years maybe i would say the last four go back like the hotline bling which is what five years ago now like the last five years drake has tried to get better at doing music videos and the music videos have been good videos nice for what was a good video god's plan was a good video i like the win and say win video that was pretty simple but i like that video like the videos have a lot of production value i think this video has the most production value i think the video just nothing but a big ass nike ad because drake is a nike artist which is weird like he's a lifestyle nike artist but it, it looks pretty cool drake got drewski in the video and odell beckham and marshawn lynch tackled them all in all it's a cool fucking video like, but the song is garbage it's not a good song and i'm a drake fan so i know a lot of time on this podcast it's not like i'm hated on drake but it's because i'm a real drake fan like i enjoy drake music like i listen to drake music all the fucking time when i'm sad i'm happy i'm excited i'm alone whatever feeling i'm feeling i go listen to drake like he's my go-to artist so the fact that the music is declining it makes me sad and mad at the same time because i know he has the ability to still create at a high level he just isn't
Um, Drake also released the title of the album. I believe it's called Certified Lover Boy. Let's assume that Certified Lover Boy is going to be the R&B album. If Drake gave us a bunch of love songs, it's maybe his worst album yet. I'm telling you now. It's going to be his worst album. And I had to take a few weeks ago. If Drake's album is the best, I'm posting that downfall Drake clip again, and I'm going harder on him. Nobody wants to hear Drake sing for 10 songs. Drake is good singing and, like, bits and pieces. Jaded was so good because it's, like, a one bright spot in that second half of Scorpion, the, the R&B side. It's the one bright spot. Drake isn't going to give us 10 Jaded. Drake said on one of the, I believe it was Sanders Rose on Scorpion, he said, niggas want to class it, that's just 10 of these. And Drake just gave a 10 fucking rap songs it's a classic there's no if ands or buts about it drake give us 10 rap songs the album is a classic but he refuses to give us 10 fucking rap songs i'm sorry i'm getting so angry about this because I, I care a lot about drake music I care about all things drake music related certified lover boy doesn't sound like the rap album but knowing drake i wouldn't be surprised if it was i wouldn't be surprised if niggas like psych here go the rap album my final thoughts on laughing on cry later is that the song is mid it's a mid-song. It's not that good. Have I listened to it a bunch? Yes. Have I listened to it without watching the music video? Maybe once. That moves you to my second point. The music video is fucking excellent. Drake in the music videos is top tier. I think the baby does music videos better than him because the baby shows more of his personality in his videos and they're like more colorful and they pop a little more. The baby videos are a little bit more cartoony, but I think Drake videos are more cinematic. And number three... I'm excited for Certified Lover Boy. I'm excited for new Drake music. I'm always going to be excited for new Drake music. But am I excited if it's going to be an R&B album? No. I'm going to come on this podcast and trash it. Even if I love it. I'm telling you now, I'm going to trash it. But it's a rap album. I'm going to suck the album's dick. Even if it's bad. I'll get, I will get on this podcast and suck that album's dick. I'm sorry, I just got so excited. That's all I had to say on Laugh Now, Cry Later. I think it's, um, I think it's... I think it's just a mid song and I think it's nothing to like write home about. That's just, that's all. That moves me to my favorite segment on this podcast. Things I learned on Twitter last week. Last week on Twitter, I learned that Netflix has been working on a live action adaptation of Avatar The Last Embitter. Apparently, it's just things that people knew. I didn't know that. But I learned this because last week, Michael Martino announced that he and co-creator Brian Canisico are leaving the production. Michael said on his website, whatever version ends up on screen, it will not be what me and Brian had envisioned. This is the second time somebody wants to make a live action version of Avatar and they walk away from the project the first time was that awful movie that m night shabalaba ding dong made but we don't talk about that i'm starting to think that the problem isn't the idea that it can't be adapted to live action i'm thinking maybe the problem is brian and michael and when i say they are the problem i'm not saying in a bad way i'm just saying that maybe they should look in the mirror and say maybe it's me the only reason i have this take is because on his website the only reason he stated for leaving is because he couldn't control creative direction the avatar universe is his baby and, and i understand that he want to produce the idea the way he always seen it in his head the same way he's seen in his head that made 25 year olds fall in love with a product that came out 10 years ago so i get it he is the genius behind this and he has all right to feel like if it's not the way i want to do it, it shouldn't be made i get that my homie cam he has a clothing brand and for the first year of the clothing brand i tried to give him multiple ideas about things he should print clothes he should make and he never took the ideas you know why because pale horse is his baby that's the name of the clothing brand by the way pale horse go to shop pale horse and go buy some shit but pale horse is his baby pale horse is his idea that he saw from a seat and he wants to watch it grow so somebody else giving him ideas isn't gonna work for him same way i feel about this podcast sometimes what you're not gonna do is tell me what i can and cannot talk about 
about because this is my baby. I'm building this. So I get it. But maybe Michael and Brian should look into the mirror and say maybe we should stop trying to make a live action version of this show. They should say that we tried twice and both times we walked away. I'm going to assume that creative differences means Netflix was like, that's going to cost too much money to make. How about we do it this way? And it was like, no, no sure cups. After the movie, which was a shit show. They should have learned the lesson. I don't think a live version of Avatar is possible. They may think it's possible, but I don't think it is. And I shouldn't say I don't, I don't think it's possible. I don't think a good one is possible. A bad one is possible. We've seen a bad one. I don't think that you can make a good one. Since Michael and Brian are walking away from the project, Netflix probably shouldn't make it. But they are. Netflix is going to make it. There's too much money wrapped into it. Netflix seen the numbers that the animated series did. So why wouldn't they make the live action version of it? Get those views to roll back in again. It makes sense. But if the creators are saying, bro, don't do this, don't fucking do it. And this may be being a creator, think about what, what me, a creator, would do in this situation. But Netflix aren't creators. They're a business. They have to do what they think is best. Last week on Twitter, AMC Theaters, as Soulja Boy say, announced that they will be reopening over 100 theaters across the country on August 20th. They are reopening to celebrate 100 years of AMC, and they are going to take us back to 1920, and all movie tickets will be 15 cents. I think that AMC will have to keep them tickets that low, because I don't think we will ever go back to the movies again. The movie-going experience was already a pretty unsanitary one, with movie theaters having rats and bed bugs, but adding coronavirus on top of that and most Americans not wanting to be another human in public I don't see how we can go back to that especially with the right to streaming and people having the ability to watch quality movies without ever leaving their home the movie going experience is dying so what does that mean for the millions of people who work in movie theaters and not the people in Hollywood but the people you see at the front desk when you buy tickets the person who hands you your popcorn before you walk in the theater and the guy who has to clean up the popcorn you threw on the floor before showings due to COVID-19 millions of Americans are out of work. The service industry, the backbone of our capitalist society is dying. With restaurants shut down for good and so many more businesses never coming back, where do these people work? Now let's talk about kitchens, a place where I worked a place where I have actual real-world experience in. Take my chef, for example. My chef has 15 years of kitchen experience, and he will be applying for the same positions I am because of lack of work. People with manager experience will be applying for team member jobs. People who are worth their whole entire dealt lives will be making the same amount as a 22-year-old dipshit who talks to a microphone once a week. And this 22-year-old dipshit may not be able to find work because people more experienced than him, like my chef, will be applying for those issues. Entire industries will be changed forever because because of coronavirus. People lives will be affected for the foreseeable future. Meanwhile, people on the internet are mad at me because I collected $600 a week for a few months. But those same people, after all this clears up, will have the same dependable income they always had, while the rest of us will be fighting for a few positions. The virus didn't kill 2020. It killed the foreseeable future. And our president isn't doing anything to help that. Our president signed an executive order saying that $400 a week will be the new stimulus package. But inside the same clause, he says that states will have to cover 25% of that. So $100, the states will have to cover. The problem is, a lot of these states don't have enough money left in the budget. A lot of states don't have enough money to give people their regular unemployment, so they can't give people an extra $100. Now, I live in the state of Pennsylvania, where we're doing pretty good, but people in the middle of the country states, not even just middle of the country states, I read earlier this week that California is going to have trouble paying $100. So what does that do to our economy, and what does that do to the working man or woman? On top of that trump executive order says that you already have to make at least 100 from unemployment 
that's bullshit. Because like I said, the backbone of our capitalist society is the service industry. People in the service industry, like bartenders and people like servers, don't make that much money from unemployment because their salaries depended on tips. So they don't receive the $100 they need to qualify for the extra $400 a week. What do we do about those people? Are those people supposed to die? Are those people supposed to be homeless? What do we do? This is a problem that not just affects me, not just affects you, but the problem affects all of us. If we're going to be protesters in the street fighting about injustice, an injustice anywhere is an injustice everywhere. Everybody deserves a livable wage. Everybody deserves a chance to freedom. This is what America was built on. But if I don't have money, how can I have freedom? Those two things go hand in hand. It's just a very sad reality that we live in where people who you saw, like if you, I'm a, like, I'm, I'm an avid bar goer. Like I go to the bar every weekend when, well, when outside was open, I went to the bar every weekend. So somebody that I saw serve me my drinks every fucking weekend won't be able to feed themselves because they won't make enough money to get to $400 a week. It's fucking despicable and it's disgusting. And some of you are saying, well, what did you spend $600 a week for? I don't know bills. I don't know a car note. I don't know I fed myself. $600 a week sounds like a lot of money. And yes, it is a lot of money, but not for a long time. If you're an adult human, you have monthly expenses that you must cover. If you're an adult human and you live on your own, you got the $600 a week and was like, yo, let's pay off my rent for a few months because i don't know when i'm gonna have a job again you was like yo let's play off my partner for a little bit because i don't know when i'm gonna have a job again me i don't have those issues i live at home and i don't drive so a lot of my money went to uh making this business this podcast work i bought more equipment for it cool i was able to do that but we're not talking about me we're talking about so many other people who are going to be affected by this what do we do about them this is bigger than me and you this is a human issue and it saddens me that more people aren't talking about this it saddens me that more people aren't having this discussion it makes me sad because I want people to understand the state of the country for the foreseeable future. Like I said before, the virus didn't kill 2020. It killed the future. And that will conclude things I learned on Twitter last week. I don't want to sad you guys out. That's just my little political rant. There's lots of political rant more of a... Because that it's not really, I'm, I'm not really choosing a side. I, was, I, wasn't cho- that, I wasn't choosing a side. It wasn't right or left. It wasn't red or blue. It was more so person to person. Like I'm talking about people here. Because honestly, people are going to be affected by this shit. And those people deserve an answer on how, how those people deserve an answer about how they're going to feed themselves. So that's that's honestly what that's about. Um, all right, let's move into this week's uh, story of the week. And I say story of the week uh, intentionally because I'm not going to give you a whole story this week. This week, I'm not going to give you a nasty Domo story. Why, Dom? Because... I've lived so much more life to, to just give you nasty stories. Next week, I'll come back with a nasty story. But I wanna—I was thinking about this this week, and I was like, this is a pretty cool story I lived. So I live in Philadelphia on the East Coast. And on the East Coast, we have a few, you know, amusement parks. We have Hershey Park. We have Dorney Park. And for the poor niggas, we have Clementon Park. Clementon Park is in Clementon, New Jersey. If you've never been to Clementon Park, it is poor nigga Dorney Park, basically. If you have no money and your parents are lower class or right on the cusp of being middle class, you went to Clementon Park as a child. So Clementon Park was my park that my family took. That So Clementon Park was the park that me and my family went to. 
when I was, I want to say, 12, we went there. I don't like roller coasters. I don't like rods. I don't like any of these things. Those motherfuckers scared me. And Clementson Park's roller coaster is super scary. Why? Because that motherfucker is made out of wood. I walked into the Clementson Park for the first time. I'm walking into the I'm walking into the I'm walking in the parking lot and I see the roller coaster. But before I see it, I hear it. Now, most parts you can say that because you can hear people screaming. No, 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 no. I didn't hear people screaming. I heard the clinking and the clacking of it because it's made out of wood. I walk into Clementson Park with my family, walking in. When you first walk in and entrance, it's a, it, is a, it is the dragon ride and some, like, a, a, a child carousel is what you see. You see the dragon the dragon shit, which is, I don't know if you know the dragon shit is. It's the route where you get in and it's swing back and forth and shit like that. It's that one and shit. So we, we go stand in line for that one. We're standing in line for the dragon ride. And my mom was like, Keon, you're going to get on this belt. I'm sorry, guys. My real name is Keon. So I might say my real name here. Dom is my stage name. Oh, I just, I just, I just gave, I just, I drew it behind a veil. Oh my God. I'm not, I'm not really dumb. I'm such a fake. Whatever. My mom was like, Keon, you gonna get on this ride? I was like, no the fuck I'm not, mom. I'm not getting on this fucking ride. She's like, you gonna get on this ride? I was like, mom, no the fuck I'm not. She was like, why you being a bitch? I was like, because I'm a bitch. What part of that don't you understand? Fuck that. She was like, Keon, you gonna get on this, John. I'm gonna beat your ass. I was like, well, mom, you gonna have to beat my ass then. <laughs> like, <laughs> now I didn't curse Previously, but when she said, I'm going to have to beat your ass, my exact statement to her was, Mom, then you're going to have to beat my ass. I said, beat me, Mom. Beat me. And my brothers can attest to this because I said that shit to her. I was like, Mom, beat me then because I'm not getting on this shit. Fuck that. She looked me dead in my eyes and said, you getting on this shit. <laughs> like, the threat. Like, she thought that me getting my ass beat and, and fucking Clements Park was going to be more embarrassing than me bitching out from getting on this ride. No, it wouldn't have been. I said, fuck that. So we moving up in the line. She said, you getting on this? I'm like, I'm not. I'm about to get out now. She grabbing me by my neck. Like, no, you're not by my collar. She said, we don't even got to sit in the middle. We can sit in the back. I was like, wouldn't the back be more scary? She's like, nah, it's worse in the middle. I don't, never, I don't know because I never got on that motherfucker again. So we get on, we going in the back. I'm on that motherfucker. The motherfucker going. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool at first. We going up a little bit. I'm like, ah, this ain't too bad. And then that motherfucker goes sideways. That motherfucker is sideways. This motherfucker made a right angle, bro. You know what a right angle look like? It's a it's like a triangle, right? <laughs> right? So we was the line that went vertical. This motherfucker was vertical from the ground. I'm screaming like a bitch on this motherfucker. Cause I don't like heights. I don't like rise. This shit's scaring me. I'm screaming like a bitch, just screaming. My mom like, yo, stop screaming. I'm like, nah, fuck that. I'm scared. This is an actual human reaction. When you get scared, you scream. So I'm screaming. I'm bitching. I get off the ride, right? And as I'm getting up, my seat feel a little wet. I'm like, that's weird. Like, maybe it was sweat because I ain't been in the pool yet. It's crazy. My seat a little wet. I get up. I'm walking. I'm like, yo, I feel wet. Like, damn, I was that sweaty. 
And my mom, she go, that wasn't that bad. I was like, no, it wasn't. I'm like, yeah, you saying? Then my youngest brother, he like, Keon peed on himself. <laughs> he just yelled that shit. I was like, wait, what? I'm looking down like, oh, shit, I did piss myself. <laughs> I literally pissed myself. So now he walking out the line. I'm trying to piss him. I'm like trying to hide the piss. Like, I don't really smell pissy, but I'm trying to hide, like, the piss stain. Because I'm bone dry. Like, I ain't been in the wave pool. I ain't been in no pools yet. I ain't been on no water slides yet. I've been in the park for all of 15 minutes. I'm... I'm pissy. I'm like, mom, I got to go hop in the water. She's like, why? I was like, because I peed on myself. I got to make this look natural. <laughs> so I go hop in the water and I have a great day because I'm in the water for the rest of the day. I don't leave the fucking water because the water is safe. I Moral of the story is don't make your kids get on rides they don't want to get on. Them shits are scary. Motherfuckers be dying on them motherfuckers. I don't give a fuck about none of that. Don't make the motherfuckers get on no goddamn rise. That shit's scary. That's this week's story of the week. Um, I hate that shit. I hate rides. If I ever go to a, a amusement park with any of you niggas, don't invite me on no rides because I'm not going. What part of that don't you understand? I'm not getting on rides. Like, it won't happen. Rides scare me. And I think that if you get on rides, you don't love your life and you don't love yourself. And that's a problem you should work out with God. Okay, on to this week's song of the week. Um, this week's song of the week, it's called Don't Fuck With Me Now by Quinn. I played Quinn once on this podcast before. It was the intro song, but I like this kid a lot. You don't fuck with them. I'm just so tired of life I know it can be a bitch Can't wait till I'm rich I'll still be poor as shit But I'll keep my screws on the hinge I'm finding myself I got a gun on the shelf Luckily just to protect Safety is checked Looking all over the place I'm paranoid I need some space Please get away Then I head back to the spot Now it's like 12 on the dot Feeling me right I'm trying to give me some sleep Never mind, no I am not Rest to the laptop What the fuck's wrong with my head? Why can't I stay in the bed? Like this is like 10 I won't even go to no end I like to see them make fun of me now I don't give a fuck I like to see them walk up to me now I'm being content People don't like it, the fuck on with that I said what I meant I knew you back then, so don't fuck with me now See that I'm up I like to see them make fun of me now I don't give a fuck I like to see them walk up to me now I'm being content People don't like it, the fuck on with that That was Quinn. Don't fuck with me now. Um, I don't know if that's on streaming services. I don't know. It's definitely on YouTube. Just type in Quinn, Q-U-I-N-N-D-F-W-M-N. Quinn, don't fuck with me now. 
Um, I, I, I like that. I like that song a lot. I, I like that kid a lot. He seems super cool. And that genre of music is like, it's, it's rapping, it's emo, it's, 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 I like it. But this has been another episode of the Listen to This Why You Shit podcast, the home of Potty Mouse, the only podcast that encouraged you to listen to Why You Shit. The fastest growing podcast in the history of podcasts. We're not Google that. There is a fact, though. Who are you going to believe, nigga? Me or Google? They're money and daddy right now. Be afraid of them niggas. I have been your host, Dom Sharp. There's two things in the world that every human has, opinions and assholes. I so happen to be an asshole with an opinion. Thanks for listening. Well, thank you for listening to that whole podcast. You are appreciated. You are a gem. And I love you. And if you made it through that whole podcast, do me one more favor. Well, actually, three more favors. Go over to my Instagram page at listen to this while you shit. Give us a follow. Go over to our Twitter page. Listen and shit. Give us a follow. And if you had the time left over, if you only if you had the time, go over to our Apple podcast page and leave us a rating review. Tell us why you like the podcast or why you hate the podcast. Either way, I want to know. Give us a one star or five star. You let us know and tell me why so I can improve based off your review and I can get better. The only way I'm ever going to get better is if you tell me why I suck. So thanks for listening.